Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 4th of May, Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it's general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's go for the scores on the doors. And the Dow Jones closing down 270 points, 0.8 of a percent, 33,414. It had a high of 127 points up and a low of 288 points down. The Nasdaq closed down 0.46%, 55 points, 12,025. Looks like it could go through the 12,000 level. And the S&P 500 down 29 points in the middle for diddle, down 0.7 of a percent, 4,091. And the VIX volatility index with all this negativity was up 3.1%, 18.34. We have got SPY futures showing a loss of 35 points, which comes on top of yesterday's loss of 70 points. Uh, So May has not started off very well. Sell in May and go away has been right so far, but it is only Star Wars Day. So plenty of water to flow under the Millennium Falcon before the end of the month. But certainly yesterday, we did rally off our lows. That's the best that can be said of it. At one stage, we were down over 110 points. Uh, So we are off our lows. But today's futures are pointing to a loss back down to those kind of low levels. European markets were mainly better. They had some good results out from Unicredit, which did well. Uh, We did see Stock 600 up 0.3, FTSE up 0.2, Germany up 0.6, France was up 0.3, Spain took a bit of a siesta down 0.2 of a percent. Looking at US stocks, uh, Apple down 0.7%, Meta down 0.9%, Google unchanged, Microsoft down 0.3%, Amazon unchanged, Tesla up 0.2%, Netflix up 0.6%, US banks under pressure, JP Morgan down 2.1%, Citigroup down 0.7%, Goldman down 1.4%, Bank of America down 1.1%, Wells Fargo down 0.5%, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 2.7%. We saw ExxonMobil down nearly 2%, General Motors down 1.8%, and in Europe, the European banks a little bit weaker as well. Used to be smart, UBS down 2.7%, Barclays down one1 and Deutsche down 0.7%. But of course, last night was all about the Federal Reserve, and as expected, the Federal Reserve raised rates by 25 basis points. In the briefing, it became obvious that there were no cuts on the horizon, certainly not that uh, Powell was going to talk about. Anyway, data-dependent, of course, but certainly uh, as far as the Fed goes, uh, it is going to be higher for longer. There may well be a pause, but those cuts that the Americans have been pricing into markets are a long, long way off, it seems given where inflation is, given where the jobs data is at the moment. He had a number of things to say, some of them good, some of them a bit deluded, to be honest. Uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, he said the run on the Silicon Valley Bank was historically unprecedented and will need to be addressed by regulators in the future. 
Well, that's fairly obvious. Uh, he also went on to say, we on the committee have a view that inflation is going to come down not so quickly. English not being his best language. It will take some time, and in, the world, in that world, if that forecast is broadly right, it would not be appropriate to cut rates, and we won't cut rates. Well, we can read that again. It would not be appropriate to cut rates, and we won't cut rates. Bear in mind, the US market has been expecting, hoping for a rate cut. So anyway, 10-year yields uh, down 7.5%, 3.364. Two-year yields down 11.5%, 3.865. This is all, in theory, good. Interest rates coming down on those 10s and 2s. Uh, Aussie 10 years, 3.34. So pretty much now bang in line again with the US 10 years. So that is of interest. The US dollar index fell 0.6%. Bitcoin was up 1%. The Aussie dollar still languishing. Poor old Aussie dollar, 66.71 there. In commodities overnight, we saw Brent crude smacked down 4.5%. WTI down 4.31%. So we now have Brent crude at 71.91 and WTI below $70, 68.57. That is good for inflation. That is certainly something that will be a plus in the killing inflation argument and the equation at the moment. Gold had a good rise last night, as you would expect, banging on the door again of that all-time high around $2,070-odd, $2,039, up $22.70, 1.1%. In Aussie dollar terms, it will be very, very attractive. Platinum down 1%, silver up 08 in LME metals, we had copper down 0.5, nickel down 0.8, aluminium down 1.7, zinc up 0.4, lead down 1.6, and ton up 2.2%. Iron ore, well, China remains closed, so I would take any iron ore pricing with a bit of a pinch of salt at the moment. China does reopen today after Golden Week. Coal was down, and uh, lithium unchanged on our pricing. In miners overseas, BHP was up 0.8%. Uh, Rio was down 0.2%. They've got their AGM uh, this afternoon. Uh, I think they hold that in London, so it probably comes out after hours. Our time, Freeport McMoran down 0.7%. Alcoa down one9 Tech down 4.7%. Anglo up 1.8%. Glencore up 0.4%. Vale up 0.2%. Arbomile up... Sorry, Arbomile. Let's go proper down 0.3 of a percent and CBA in the US was down 1.2 percent there so that's certainly uh, following our falls yesterday in the banks which we did see uh, that big bank basket falling about 1.8 percent yesterday in the US we did get the spider S&P regional bank ETF the KRE and once again declined by more than one percent shares of PacWest shed nearly two percent after losing 28% the prior day. And Western Alliance shares were down 4.4%. Those two, PacWest, looks like it has a target on its back, as has Western Alliance, as has Icon Enterprises, which has been the subject of a short seller report by Hindenburg Research, which have taken a position, a short position there, uh, and the stock still under pressure there in the U.S., we do have some more data out in the US and Europe. 
in the coming days. We've got initial jobless claims and trade balance on Thursday. We've also got an ECB rate decision on Thursday. And of course, we've got US employment and non-farm payrolls on Friday. So that is all to look forward to. In after hours trade, PacWest uh, was down more than 50% uh, following a Bloomberg report that the regional bank was exploring strategic options, including a potential sale. Mid-Alliance dropped 27%. Valley National slid 13%. And Comerica fell nearly 12%. So the hunting of the snark continues as the hedge funds hunt out the weakest links in the U.S. regional banks at the moment. That is for sure. Uh, that is a factor. And they won't give up. It's easy Harry Kane tap-in money. Etsy uh, jumped after hours, 6.7% after beating first quarter revenue. Qualcomm fell 2.2%. And Zillow uh, popped nearly 5% higher after uh, the group topped first quarter revenue estimates. And, of course, looking at local news, the big result today, of course, is National Australia Bank. And we have seen those results out. Uh, we have a statutory net profit of $3.967 billion. Cash earnings up 17% versus the first half of 2022, $4.07 billion. Cash ROE of 137 And the all-important CET1 ratio, 12.21%. Uh, the dividend, of course, is the most important thing for a lot of shareholders. Interim dividend, 83 cents. So uh, that all looks relatively benign and bang in line, but uh, we'll see how the market reacts to that. Certainly 90 days past due and gross impaired assets and gross loan acceptances, uh, 0.66%, which is steady on the last or the second half of 2022. That has been coming down consistently. So they have raised uh, credit impairment charges, or write-backs, $393 million in credit impairment charges, which is a jump from 123 in the second half of 2022 to $393 million in the first half of 2023. In other news this morning, Alchem has discovered a new mineralisation zone in the northwest of James Bay Project. Uh, 125 metres at 1.7% lithium oxide from 68 metres, lithium dioxide, and various other results there. We also had Monodelphus awarded both two-year extensions for the INPEX lithium project worth $350 million. And Northern Star has provided an annual mineral resource and ore reserve statement this morning. So that's good. Uh, company outlook from NABS just flashing up on the screens. In FY23, expect to deliver produ- productivity benefits of around 400 million bucks, providing an important offset against near-term inflationary cost pressures. It also expects further challenges to emerge as the economic transition continues, but it remains confident in the outlook. While growth is slowing, the Australian economy appears resilient and has attractive options for growth across business with strong balance sheet settings. So there we go. In other news out today as well, we have got some broken moves. Uh, We've got Super Retail Group has provided an update for the weeks 27 to 43. Like for like sales up 6% year on year. It has been downgraded to underweight from neutral at Jardins. Ramsey Healthcare upgraded to outperform from underperform at CLSA. 
Flight Center upgraded to an add from a hold at Morgan's. BHP upgraded to a buy from neutral at Goldman Sachs. That's a relatively big move, I guess. Flight Center downgraded to underperform from hold at Jefferies. Amcor upgraded to neutral from underweight at Jardins. Ooh Media downgraded to neutral from a buy at Goldman Sachs. The stock fell 23%. So much for the buy there from Goldman Sachs. So that is uh, a big fail for them. Vulcan Energy has announced a private placement of 21.4 million shares at $5.10 or €3.08. And then an interesting aside, a trader who used the stock forum Hot Copper, got to love that, to pump and dump 20 penny stocks with 13 trading accounts, has been jailed for two and a half years, but has been released on a five-year good behaviour bond. Gabriel Govinda, who used the identity Fibonacci, uh, he pleaded guilty to 23 counts of market manipulation and 19 charges of illegal dissemination of inf- information relating to manipulation last year. The pump and dump scheme is where people hype up stocks to inflate the prices selling into the hype. So there we go. Uh, that is uh, hot copper players on notice. I think that is the first time anyone has actually been jailed for what they call market manipulation. And just dropping as we finish up the podcast, BAPCOR, BAP, continues to expect solid underlying performance in FY23 with slight improvements in trading in H2 compared to H1. Says its outlook subject to market conditions and progress in reduction of current inventory levels. Trade and wholesale markets remain resilient. Retail market with revenue and margin headwinds of cost of living pressures impact product mix. I think we saw that yesterday with JB Hi-Fi. Well, that's it from me today. Thank you very much for listening. Question of the day today. What can the authorities and regulators do in the US to break the nexus that we're seeing in regional banks in the US? The hunting of the snark, as I wrote yesterday. Uh, where the hedge funds go looking for the weakest banks and attack them. Uh, What can the authorities do to stem that issue? Well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. We've got the Rio AGM uh, today and, of course, the NAB results, the big one. Uh, Tomorrow, rather, we have uh, got the Macquarie number as well. But as they say, may the fourth be with you.